0: Leadership File, on Premier. Welcome to the show that helps you lead better where God has placed you. I'm Andy Peck. This week we welcome back to The Leadership File, Dr Steve Astorp, a mission development worker for the Church of Scotland. Steve surveyed almost 1,300 Scottish Christians who no longer attend a local church and found that the majority had found a different way to worship. His findings have been published in a book, Invisible Church, and we discussed aspects of the book in a previous show. This week we're focusing on how the Church of Scotland has responded to the research and how this might give a steer to church leaderships across the UK. So welcome back, Steve, to The Leadership Farm.
1: Thank you very much.
0: So uh, perhaps you can give listeners just a potted version of your findings. Obviously they can uh, find the show again on on iTunes, but just to, to bring them up to speed.
1: Yeah, sure. So over over the last four or five years, we've been doing research among Christians who are not engaged with a local church congregation. So some of those people um, were part of local churches and have then uh, left. uh, But we also discovered some people who have never been part of a congregation at all, but have embraced the the Christian faith in some way. So we started off with a series of interviews, and we uh, interviewed people who fitted that category so people who were christians but not involved in the church and we uh, selected people of different genders different generations different experiences of church and then based on what we heard in those interviews we we did a survey of a large random sample so we we telephoned five and a half thousand people and of those people 44 percent said yes i'm a christian no i don't go to church and I'm sure many of your listeners will then be thinking, yeah, but what do people mean by that? So we then surveyed those people and asked them about 80 questions to, to probe that, to find out, yeah, well, what do they mean when they say, I'm a Christian? What do they mean, I don't attend church? Um, uh, that was in the Highlands and Islands where all of this started. And then following on from that, we've we've um, done similar surveys across the whole of Scotland, Um so that's the the kind of data that's built up over the last four or five years, and that's the the foundation of this book, um, the invisible church that you mentioned.
0: No, it's brilliant, Steve. And uh, I mean, f- for listeners perhaps unaware of some of the research in this area, this is this is uh, you know uh, gold dust, as it were, in terms of uh, raw data. Um, you know, many of us have had to depend to some extent on um, you know, churchless faith work in New Zealand and. Uh, and another st- surveys which were less substantial in the UK, but this is uh, yeah. uh, to get some categorical information that you have is is real. Um, I think you know, real a real help to people starting to understand, seeking to understand those who've who've left the, the local church and, and are not coming back. So, I mean, how has the, the Church of Scotland uh, or individual churches maybe responded to the the kind of ideas you've had to communicate in the book? Mm,
1: yeah, I mean, gen- generally the response has been overwhelmingly positive um, which is a very pleasant surprise because you know when I first started off with this research um, I got very mixed reactions from church leaders were a bit uh, hesitant to be involved a bit suspicious Um, I think underlying some of those feelings was a was a fear that by looking into this it was somehow legitimizing a a position that that people found uh, difficult to accept but actually, since we've done the research, and, and since especially since the book's come out, there's been very positive feedback. Um, a lot of people saying, yeah, you've articulated and, and you've demonstrated on the basis of evidence what we thought was probably the case, but we didn't have a uh, an evidence base on which to, to, to say that for sure. Um, And in saying that, some people are talking about the big picture, if you like. So the fact that we now know most church leavers continue to have a a Christian faith that's important to them. Um, Another part of the big picture, that that group of people I mentioned who have found faith in Christ but have actually never been part of a a local congregation. And just the overall picture of... uh, institutional models of church on the whole in decline but more um, informal organic kind of forms seeming to be on the rise and and many of these people being part of that that uh, development
0: i mean church can be very parochial Um, after all people are financially supported by a a congregation typically uh, those who are church leading do you sense church leaders are, are are interested particularly in these findings, or have they um, are they are they just a bit too narrowly focused?
1: Uh, no, I mean, I, as I say, I've, I've been overwhelmed by the by the response and the the books in its third print now, mm. um, which I certainly didn't expect. And certainly here in Scotland, uh, you know, there's a lot of requests to try and help. Congregations or groups of congregations to engage with the findings, you know, to work through. Well, what what does this mean for us? How should we be responding to this? And um, you know, that's not exclusively in, in Scotland either. You know, there's been good response from from some of the other uh, denominations south of the border.
0: And you haven't had uh, haven't had defensive responses. I mean, uh, some church leaders uh, feel the pain of losing someone. So they kind of, they get unnecessarily sort of um, self-critical. Uh, and others uh, almost ignore it. And they think, well, that must be their problem. It's not, nothing to do with me. Uh, you, you haven't found that kind of response? I haven't really. I mean,
1: it, as I say, it's, it's been almost overwhelmingly positive, and, and that's been a surprise to me, to be honest. Um, but I, I think, yeah, people have been... Uh, genuinely kind of interested and grateful to to hear the voices of these people because of course um, you know we all know people who've been part of our churches and uh, and have left and we all have ideas about what might be involved but in many cases we don't really know so to to now have some um, some evidence of, of what people have actually experienced and what their perspectives and things are is, is I think generally seen as helpful I mean what you, you touch on a point that um, I think is one of the striking features of, of the findings that the perspective of church leavers and the perspective of those who have remained within congregations and perhaps particularly those in leadership are very contrasting so you know leaders tend to speak of of people drifting away from church whereas when we listen to those who have left they describe quite a a considered mindful process which involves a lot of soul searching so you know it's not just a matter of drifting and indeed for many of them it's been quite a a painful difficult uh, process
0: so um there's been uh, clearly you you mentioned that forty four percent said i'm a Christian i don't go to church uh, you know nobody's questioning that um uh, that individuals may not continue to believe but they just for various reasons and we talked about this a little bit on the first first show for various reasons they' no, no longer choose to attend a local church uh, I wonder how um uh, whether these people are able to be evangelistic, in other words, um, outside, whether it, whether it's possible for someone who doesn't attend a local church and doesn't have functions to take people to, whether it's easy for them to still still be vibrant in sharing their faith uh, with the their, their friends and neighbours and colleagues, etc. Have you had any evidence of that in your in your research?
1: Yeah, we have. I mean, I I think I mentioned in the previous interview too that you know one of the The big surprises to me in the research was that one of the motives of of some of the people who've disengaged from church was a kind of a you know a missional motivation a sense that they they uh they wanted to be sharing the love of christ with their with their friends with their neighbors with their family and found that their involvement with the local congregation wasn't wasn't facilitating that, wasn't helping that, or in some cases they felt it was kind of undermining that. Um, and amongst those who are practicing faith outside of the traditional congregation, there are some who we have listened to or who we've surveyed that they've become the nucleus of a of a new fellowship of some sort. So that there, there are people who have come to faith um, through their witness and have 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 joined in kind of informal gatherings if you like um for some of those people that was an intentional thing so they left a the traditional congregation with the intention of being quite evangelistic and of seeking new ways to to share their faith and build christian community in other cases it was a bit more accidental to be honest you know they, they kind of disengaged from a congregation maybe started meeting with one or two friends on an informal basis and one thing leads to another but uh, but yeah certainly uh in the survey the number of those who said that they were uh active in in sharing their faith with with friends and neighbors was about the same as the figure that we get when we ask people who are part of congregations
0: right that that is that's amazing that's a very uh <laughs> Um, Interest. Well, just a fascinating, fascinating fact, isn't it? You, you know, because the you'll be familiar with the the imagery. We may even have mentioned it before. You know that if you're a, a, a coal in the in the in the hearth, and uh, you're you're vibrant and you're um, you're, you're bright and you're, you're you know connected to others, and then when you fall out of the the fire, you're supposed mm-hmm. to go cold. <laughs> Yeah, that was yeah, the old yeah. image, and I'm sure that's often the yeah. case. But um, clearly, yeah. for, for some of these folk, they're out of the out of the company of God's people, and yet still able to, to be productive.
1: Well, I, except I think that's a, a maybe a slight misunderstanding in that most of these people are not outside the company of God's people. So, w- again, one of the things that surprised me, I guess, was that the pattern seems to be that one of the first things people do is they disengage from a congregation is seek some other kind of fellowship.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: Now, often that's very low-key, very Mm. informal, but actually one of the things we've heard is that part of the frustration with congregations has been the lack of deep relationships, the lack of real fellowship. Um, And so it's partly in in seeking that 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 people have been moving away from um, traditional forms of congregation. So you know, I think that that uh, that metaphor still holds good in a sense. Um, there's there's no reason to kind of throw that away at all. I think uh, you know people are hungry for fellowship.
0: Okay. We're listening to Leadership Followed with Me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Dr. Steve Asthorpe, a mission development worker for the Church of Scotland and author of the book Invisible Church. We'll be back just after this. Welcome back to The Leadership Farm with me Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Dr. Steve Astorp, a mission development worker for the Church of Scotland. He uh, was on the show before talking about his book Invisible Church. In this uh, show we're looking to explore a little bit about how the, the Church has responded to his research, which which talks particularly about those who'd left a local congregation but were still going on with God uh, in a different kind of format. So Steve, as you've been working with the Church of Scotland, have there been particular Uh, initiatives as a result of the book or conferences or um, approaches that church leaders have taken? What's been the kind of fruit as it were from your perspective?
1: Yeah, Uh, I mean on the local level so in terms of individual congregations or groups of congregations um, there's been a steady flow this year particularly since the book came out of of people saying come come and help us explore this and actually, you know that continues well in, into next year. So that's that's been encouraging. But also, I think on on more the kind of national level or the um, you know the church as a whole, there it's fed into the kind of ongoing um, wider converse, conversations about the direction of uh, of the church. So in the case of the Church of Scotland, I think part of that is about developing more of a culture of discipleship um, that that's not just about education but you know how do we develop a culture within our congregations where people are, are eager to, to grow in Christ likeness um, another conversation that's um, that's very active in the Church of Scotland is, is about pioneering and as I've mentioned you know some of the people we we've listened to who've disengaged from congregations it was Partly out of a desire to be to be more missional, but um, certainly the, the Church of Scotland is is moving ahead in that area and, and looking for um, new opportunities for pioneering new new forms of church. And I think there's, a, there's also a bit of a rediscovery of the invaluable role of small groups in in, in growing healthy congregations and and in church growth. Um, you know, many of these people who've disengaged from congregations, they they then become part of something else, which is basically a small group. Uh, it may be a very small group, maybe a growing group, but uh, you know, it's a it's a um, you know a, a group, a context where they can have uh, deeper relationships than they may have found in the particular congregations that they left. So you know, I think some of those. Some of the things that are going on within the church and th- they're not happening as a result of this research but this this is certainly fed in and and shaped those conversations right right
0: is there any evidence that uh that church leaders are, are seeking to create uh, a place where i, I appreciate for, for some of those who've left um that they're going on they've wanted to go on with god but there's others who've perhaps found the church is not a safe place to do, To discuss their doubts uh, and any concerns they've had because they feel like this this place is just monochrome if i express my doubts then i'll i'll be um shunned and is there any evidence maybe of of groups or church leaders having ever creating a space for those people
1: yes I, i think you know one of the things in the in the book there's a a chapter there that talks about the road to post-congregational faith. So that there is a, although everybody's story is different, and I really emphasise that, um, when we look at all the data as a whole, we can see certain well-worn paths, if you like, and at the starting point of many of those paths is this issue that you've you've touched on: um, people feeling there wasn't somewhere where they could ask their questions or somewhere where they could explore their doubts. Um, and I think, yeah, many leaders have, have picked up on that and are often making quite small changes in response to it. You know, it doesn't doesn't need to be a kind of turning the church upside down kind of response, but, you know, in the way um, they're preaching perhaps or in the opportunities they give to people to interact um, around preaching or more generally... Um, so that's been encouraging, yeah. So, and that's certainly one of the things I, I focus on when people do invite me to come and help them explore how they might respond to the research. But it's also something I've heard from various leaders who've got in touch and said, you know, read the book and here's some things we've been doing. Um, so that that's encouraging, I think, because, you know, our culture has changed. And, you know, when you think of the way our children, and young people are educated these days, you know, people react against situations where there's just no room for for questioning and and it's an integral part of our journey isn't it i think you know our journey with with christ and growing in faith we we have questions and we have doubts and it's in exploring those things that often we we grow
0: certainly the um the uk church as a whole has has struggled with the the kind of band of twenties to to forties, perhaps. Yeah, um, uh, you know, people tend to lose lose young people when they go off to university; they don't come back, and some of those never seem to come back to local congregations at all. Has there been ever evidence that that there's a higher proportion of those who've left local congregations from that age group, or is it actually, you know, broadly, uh, you know, any age?
1: Yeah, I mean, actually, the. The largest group of church leavers are the baby boomers. And, and that is, I think, because they were the large, a large group that were there. You know, if you think in terms of the, the long-term history of the church um, and when the Sunday school route into church, if you like, was less highly effective... Um, we were very good at bringing that generation into the church so there's a lot more of them to leave whereas since that generation uh, each generation has become progressively less religious in general I'm not just talking about church attendance but you know in terms of other surveys and censuses and things that has been a trend Um, not on the scale of which church attendance would lead us to believe so you know there's a whole lot of sociologists out there who've looked at church attendance statistics and say that you know the uk is on this steep slippery slope into secularization yeah and i think one of the things my research does is is turn it around a little bit and say that's not quite true because many of these people who've left uh, still have faith and increasingly there are people finding faith who are not church attenders So, so there is decline in the overall Christian community, but it's not the the very steep tumbling decline that is is often depicted by church statistics. Right,
0: right. Uh, and what next for you, Steve, when it, in terms of work on this area?
1: Well, as I say, I think I'm going to be pretty busy <laughs> this next year. Just filling up the book. To, you haven't
0: got any plans to do something south of the border or anything? <laughs>
1: Uh, well, some of it has been south of the border. I mean, I guess that's been a pleasant surprise too. You know, although the research was based in Scotland, I mean, I did try and write it in a way that was uh, accessible to, to people from throughout the UK. And, and I certainly drew attention to other related research from around the UK. So, you know, I have been down doing various things south of the border. But uh, somewhere in the midst of it all, I'm also hoping to work on the kind of a follow-on uh, publication from this because I'm learning a lot as I as I go around helping churches to engage with the findings. Uh, you know I'm learning a lot in that experience too. So I'm probably be working on a book this next year that's unpacking the practical implications for churches, if you like. So you know I hope the Invisible Church was a practical book. Um, in fact, each you know each chapter ends with a section titled so what you know with some practical suggestions but i think as i'm uh, working with churches i'm finding practical examples of how people are responding have responded and are trying to respond so um yeah i'd, I'd like to make that the, the wisdom that i'm picking up make that available to uh, to a wider audience too
0: excellent and uh, how can people get a copy of the book
1: yeah, so The Invisible Church is available by all the usual channels, so it's published by St. Andrew Press, but you can get it through Christian bookshops, um, all the usual online retailers, and it's yeah it's available on Kindle as well.
0: And uh, do you have a, a blog or a place where people can um, read more of your work? Um, I
1: don't have a blog as such, but the Church of Scotland has various online resources and particularly there's a website called resourcingmission.org.uk and uh, on there there is all the, um, the, the research that's the background to the book, so there are various reports there and there's a whole range. So there's some short articles and there's some very detailed quite academic reports. So you know, if you wanted to look into it in more depth, you can probably find something at a level that uh, that suits you.
0: Nice. Oh, that's excellent. Thank you so much. Splendid. Well, Steve, it's we're we're indebted to you for for this work. And um, as I've said already, you know this is uh, gold dust. This kind of information for the church to uh, understand itself better, understand what God's doing in and around uh, the, the the nations of uh, of the United Kingdom. And um, yeah, thank you, and uh, thank you for being my guest today on the leadership file all right thank you very much well you've been listening to the leadership file with me andy peck i was joined this week by dr steve asthorpe um, in case you're wondering about his surname it's a-i-s-t-h-o-r-p-e and his book again the invisible church uh by, published by st andrew press uh, and then again that web- website uh, uh dot uk, and you can go there and get uh, further information including background to the uh invisible church uh, book. So thank you for your uh, company this this, uh, Sunday at 3.30. As always, go to the uh, on-demand section of the Leadership File and you can find archive recordings of uh, this show. And eventually, after a month or so, they go to iTunes and you can uh, get all the shows there. Uh, They're there permanently. You can uh, sign up and get the uh, all the shows downloaded to your listening device uh, on a permanent basis uh, so do um, do that and uh, look forward to your company again next sunday at 330